Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode of the Adventure Jogger podcast brought to you by Mary Kate, Lenny's mom, Kim Ross, Tara Scott, all of our Patreon supporters, and of course you, the listener. The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. Amy, welcome to The Adventure Jogger. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. You are one of these folks that can really say that a hobby turned into a full-time job and you're able to actually do your passion. They always say, like every person you talk to, every motivational speaker is like, follow your bliss, love what you do, and you'll never work a day in your life. And here you are, you're, a, you're an ultra runner, you've been in marketing, you've worked for publications, and now you're the big cheese. You're the editor-in-chief of Ultra Running Magazine. That's pretty nice to combine passion and paychecks. Yeah, it definitely. You've, you hit the nail on the head. I, that's exactly what it is. I, I feel, um, I, you know, I feel so lucky to be able to do what I do. Um, and in fact, when I, when I got editor, the position of editor, um, you know, I had just started just a part-time job just to kind of keep work you know, while I was freelancing yeah. just to kind of keep the regular work schedule. And I got this job and I was like, I literally got my dream job. Like mm-hmm. that's, it's, it's, it, that that's what I call it. So yeah, yeah, it's been great. So many of us, when we sit there and listen to our guidance counselor in high school and they tell us that, find something yeah. you love. And we're like, oh, that sounds great. And usually that is crushed out of you. <laughs> By your mid twenties, <laughs> yeah, totally, hundred <laughs> percent. Exactly, but 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 not for you. I think we need to take a step back a little bit. I, I want to kind of get the story behind your two passions. Let's go sure. back a bit to the running story first. Like how how did you, Amy, get mixed up in the world <laughs> of ultra running? Should we go back a little further, maybe? Um, okay, just, yeah, I'm yeah. Let's just, go back. Let's go I'm back. I'm just going to go back just a little bit before that let's because do um, my dad was actually a marathoner, yeah. And so when I was probably, uh, I'm going to go back to 12. I was 12, and he ran the Boston Marathon, and um, so that was 1988. Mm-hmm. And then um, for some reason. I decided that was what I wanted to do. So, um, ran the Boston marathon in 2008, had kids in 2009 and then, um, decided I was, I needed something different. Uh, I needed something other than marathons to kind of keep the spark going. Mm -hmm. Um, and I ran my first ultra 2014 and, uh, never looked back. It was, it was definitely a unique experience. I thought this is completely different than any kind of running I've ever done before. Um, but I absolutely loved it. It was adventure. It was dirty. It was, you know, brutal. It was, but the people were amazing and um, really made a impact, made a mark on me. So you have an unusual experience because 1988 running is not what it is now, right? No. Yeah. Your, your dad was the weirdo. 
Like everybody in the neighborhood's like, oh, Jesus, there he goes again with his tall <laughs> cotton tube socks and his tiny shorts. I wish right. his shorts were as long as his socks <laughs> going on his long runs. This is this is pre-boom. And but you grow up this way thinking you must have thought like this was normal. What most parents did was go out and run marathons. Right. Right. Yeah. He he was out there every day. He was even, you know, he picked up uh, family friends whoever he could find to run with you know he was he was doing it um usually with a, a friend or or somebody else to kind of spend the miles with but yeah he was he was out there doing it every day yeah drive by hey dad you know wave as he was running down the street <laughs> was there a moment when you realized that you did not have the normal experience and your dad was not normal like you come to school and say hey my dad just ran the boston marathon and the other kids are like i don't even know what that is and i don't care yeah, um, I you know I actually that was where I got into running. So I decided to um, join the local you know jogathon you know at the elementary school. Yeah. Um, did the relay team that we had at our elementary school, and then I just kind of kept. My dad was pushing me to play basketball, and I kept just pushing the running. So I I persisted, you know, because I saw what he was doing, and I wanted to do it too. So, yeah, yeah. Set a good example yeah. for you, and then. Yeah. Definitely. creates that passion and then you would 20 years later if i'm doing the math correctly 2008 yep. Yep. you would run the boston marathon correct running that race did you feel some kind of like deeper connection with your dad of course yeah um i mean boston's an experience in itself you know it's not like any other mar- i mean i know things have changed since yeah. 2013 things are a little different but um it it definitely was a connection that you know he was there he he they they all my family came out to watch and to be there when i finished so yeah it was definitely a, a connection that i will never forget in in the sense that um it really you know cemented my bond with my dad and running and yeah so it was great you're the only two in the family that have boston marathon finisher shirts so you can make like inside jokes about heartbreak hill to each other and no one else can 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 be a part of it exactly it's been it's definitely been our bond over the years so yeah even an ultra running he was out there uh, mile 99 of western states when i finished and he was out there cheering me on so yeah that must have been it's amazing been a, and to see too because you know as a parent yourself and, and i'm a parent yeah. when you see a passion that you have and you see your child latch onto that passion and then take that passion in maybe a new direction or a farther direction than you had that you had thought of or anticipated kind of taking the ball and ran with it for the family that's a that's a good feeling yeah definitely no i mean you're you're spot on it's it's um I think that having kids who not necessarily they're not into running, but they want to come run and spend time with me. Yeah. So I can appreciate that. And um, hopefully, you know, I think my dad really appreciated it when when I was growing up, too. So yeah. as an adult as well. Oh, and I'm sure, too, he brags to all of his friends. He's like, you know, I ran the Boston <laughs> Marathon, but my my daughter, sweet little Amy. I don't know if you remember sweet little Amy. She finished this thing called the Western States 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I, I I stay out of their, you know, conversations and stuff. So I just kind of <laughs> keep, keep going and kind of put my head down. And it's hard to, you know, I don't know. It's if you if you've talked about ultra running, it's difficult to talk about with other people just mm-hmm. because they have no idea what um, ultra running really is. And they all think we're a little crazy. But um, you're but right. Yeah. There's no frame of reference for it. And, and yeah. I don't know if it's because most people in society have been told that you're not capable of really fantastic things like 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 quiet yourself you're you listen we you we told you if you can do whatever you want but that was a lie you can really only do this small percentage of things that are just slightly outside of a human being's comfort zone and don't dare right. think of going any farther than that yeah, no, agreed. <laughs> it is. It's crazy to think about. But you know what? It is becoming, as editor, I see it, it's becoming more and more common. And mm-hmm. you see that because of names like Courtney DeWalter. And as a woman, too, um, 
you know, I, I'm starting to see her name in Rolling Stone magazine or uh, BBC network. I mean, it's it's crazy how it's becoming more normalized. And I love that. I mean, I, I do. I want more people to to latch on to the to the ultra running train and get get an experience. Well, I think it helps to that ultra running kind of dips into the mainstream. I mean, I mean, Dean Karnazes was on Letterman, right? But that right. was a gimmick. David Letterman's yes. like, hey, can you come out in your short shorts yeah. and I'll just make totally. fun of you? You know, and, and you watch that interview and, and, and I love Dean, but yeah. David was not interested in yeah. the the whole, you know, the, the training and the, what it takes mentally to do that. He just wanted to be like, here's a freak. Yeah. Right. Here's this crazy guy running across. Yeah. Running 50 marathons in 50 states or whatever he was doing at the time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When he ran across America, I remember he was on like uh, like Regis and Kelly. Right. You know, and right. Regis was just yeah. like, right. He's like, Promo. yeah, right. He's like, yeah, we got some we got some crazy guy. I don't know. This is a Dean Carnassus. <laughs> I don't even know. Right. And it was he was treated like was a good Regis impression. Well, yeah. <laughs> a couple of good ones. Well done. <laughs> but Courtney goes on joe rogan right yeah mm-hmm. and hundreds of thousands millions of people hear that and right. and that's presented in a way that's not like look at this freak it's like right. holy cow look at yeah. this incredible person yeah exactly yeah she's um you know uh, such a great representative for the sport and she's continually pushing her boundaries and her limits and um you know, it's it's been so much fun to watch her over the past few years. Um, I think this year was her fifth. I think it was her fifth ultra run of the year. I apologize because I don't have my issue in front of me, but um, she's got plenty of know. them. This is not her first. <laughs> she's got a mantle full of them. Well, her and Jim, it's like her and Jim is like, you know, is it sixth, seventh, fifth, sixth? I don't know. Yeah, I can't keep track. All but, I can tell um, you is, Amy, there was no surprise for me when you were counting them down. I'm like, <laughs> for, if it's not Walmsley and, and DeWalter, that's when I'd be like, they're smoking right. crack up there. I don't know what's yeah. going on. <laughs> why Why did they not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it's been really great to watch um, Courtney, you know, make this these huge um, accomplishments in ultra running and then also become this person who is a model for the sport. I mean, it's it's so it's so great. I, I can't tell you. Um, how it's changed things over the past few, just the past few years. And you know, I've noticed too, and and you know, this is just me from the podcaster side of things. And you know, you're the editor in chief of Ultra Running Magazine, so you may see something a little different. But I've noticed over the last couple years, the men's side of things has become. I hate to use the term, but I'm going to because it's reality. Boring. Like it's yeah. just kind of like. Eh. But yeah. with with the women, there has been so many incredible performances. There's been so many incredible athletes that have been like, whoa, where's this person come from? And it just seems like the last couple of years, the women have been the ones that have been putting the spotlight on the sport. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's a good point. It's it's uh, you've seen Jim, gosh, with his first go around at Western States and, you know, taking a wrong turn and then the, the, the getting almost swept away by the by the river. I mean, there was so much early drama with Jim because every he everyone expected him to do so well and then that all that stuff happened, but then he of course did exactly what he was supposed to do and blew everybody away. Um and then yeah, it's just kind of, you know, same stuff kind of happens over and over again and with the men and and then Courtney comes in and it's like bam, you know, wow, look at that. And it's uh it's definitely um made a mark on the women's side of things. I mean, I really wish actually what I meant to say was I'm really grateful that she is who she is because of um and she's doing what she's doing because it's it's like this perfect little like here you go. Here's Courtney. Right. She's amazing. She can do amazing things. Boom. That's it. <laughs> and I think she's, what's, she's just incredible. You're right. She she is. And I think what's great is in and Solomon, I know that you're a person that got into branding early on in your yeah. marketing and branding. The the most genius thing that Solomon did, and I don't even know if this was a conscious decision on their end, 
or if they or what what transpired but a lot of times we saw that in nike right where your athletes have to form to a certain brand image from said brand, right? You need to fall in line and you need to behave in a way and act in a way and dress in a way that reflects our brand and what we're trying to sell. Solomon, very wisely, or maybe by accident, or maybe she said, you want this, you got to take this the way it is. They've always let her be authentically herself. Yep. True. Yeah, no, they 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 created shorts that look like the shorts she wanted to wear. They they they've let her just go with her style. And um, yeah, it's it's worked. It really has. It's been- it, and I, you have to wonder, would she make the impact she has if she was not allowed to be her authentic self? Right. If she right. was you just see all the, yeah. you know, you see all the athletes wearing the same kits all over every brand. Mm-hmm. But Courtney has her own. She has her own thing. Yeah. And she's just she's gen, just genuinely herself. Like she yep. is when you talk to her, there's you, you never you never hear gears turning like, how can I work the brand into this? Right. Or <laughs> what can I say to get headlines or what can yeah. I say that's going to get the best reaction? You just see someone so authentically themselves. And I think you throw in the fact, too, Amy, that the sport is different. Like when you ran the Boston Marathon, you didn't see the winner. No. They 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 took off 15, 20 minutes before you or even longer, right? Longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. It's a different definitely. world. You don't get to it see is. them. Yeah. There's a whole, there's a whole yep. section that you can't, right, you can't come yeah. near them. Oh, and by yeah. the way, they get their own special tables on the course with their own special bottles. Try that. Go to yeah. next time you go to a big city marathon, walk up and say, hey, uh, where's my spot on the tables? Because I've got <laughs> my bottles. Oh, and I got my bottle person, too. That'll be following me. They, they'd laugh you. I'd like the boss marathon say you're done. We're just going to go ahead and, and, and take you off right. off the race. That's right. not happening. But our sport is different because everybody lines up and takes off at the same time yeah and everybody eats from the same disgusting bowl of m ms <laughs> and pretzels <laughs> yep that's entirely that's exactly true yeah no it's um you know if you if you've been to ultra events around the country um it's so easy to pick up on the vibe and the laid-back community and you know elites are 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 just hanging out we're not you know mobbing one specific athlete well i can't i can't speak about you know courtney because um but no nobody mobs anybody anymore and it's it the fanfare isn't uh insanely overwhelming it's it is our, our our sport is super laid back and we all um we all run together so another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app find a location near you at bank of slash talk to us what would you like the power to do Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. And I think it's that welcoming a- attitude as well, right? Like road running has its purpose. And I think there's some fantastic road racers. And I think there's some fantastic road races. But going back to what we were talking about with the branding thing and the genius move that Solomon made about just let Courtney be Courtney. We'll just, we, you know, we'll just form around her. Just let Courtney be yeah. Courtney. Yeah. That's kind of almost the the attitude of this of of our sport where road running you have to they're encouraging you to wear this behave like this act like this go online post about how dedicated you are and got to run and got to get all these miles and i'm running circles in the parking lot because i got to get exactly this (laughs) right and our sport is welcome come all come all you freaks come hang around here and just do whatever you want to do and guess what if you want to have a shot of fireball at mile 57 (laughs) why not sure that's i mean it is it's it's the sport that we all know exactly how much suffering is ahead of us right so if we've done if we've done one the next one we know exactly what the suffering is going to be like and we're all in 
we're all together on it. We're doing it together. It's a it's a suffer fest. So yeah. <laughs> when you look at the magazine as a whole, here you are taking over Ultramoney magazine in a very interesting time in the sport. There's a lot, a lot going on. But even that magazine originally was just this weird thing that weirdos got in the mail to see what other weirdos did all over the country, right? The magazine has had the change with the time. How have you seen the growth and change of what Ultra Running Magazine is now as opposed to what it was 10 years ago? Uh, 10 years ago. Um, so I think that's when uh, Carl, my boss, our publisher, bought the magazine. Um, and back then, it really was a bunch of race reports. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially what people were were hoping for because they wanted to read about which races were out there. They wanted to see the results of the races. That was what they wanted. When Carl bought it, he transitioned. Actually, I think it was before Carl bought it, but it was transitioning to columns and advice mm-hmm. um, beyond just race reports. When Carl implemented his idea of what the magazine should be, it became mostly columns and some race reports. And so it, and since I've been editor, it's amazing how it's evolved just as a um, way to display photos that have been taken out on the course. I mean, the amount of photography that I get now versus mm-hmm. back when I became editor in 2018, it is it is crazy. It it really has changed so much um, over the past just you know five years. So and how genius to see that and and, and be able to adapt because I think so often yeah. people can't adapt and when you can't adapt you die right. The Polaroid camera people were like, nope, listen, everybody's going to want to take a picture and have the picture magically show up on this thing. You got to wave real quick and then stick it in the photo album. This digital photography is never going to take off. Wrong. Now, you know, you can't find a Polaroid to save your life. And when you when Ultra Running Magazine first got started way up until late 90s, you were the only place to kind of find out what was going on to see what people were doing. But all of a sudden, late 90s, early 2000s, blogs start popping up. And people are writing blogs online. You gotta gotta get your AOL dial up and go online to someone's blog and read about (laughs) a race report. And then also at that time, you get, you know, Ultra Sign Up shows up and they've got just every result imaginable at the tip of your fingers. And so you're right. Had you had they stayed the path of guess what? We're race reports and we're results. Yeah. We wouldn't be taught well, we'd be talking about something else. We'd be talking about, you know, Definitely. your experience at, at various races or whatever. But the magazine wouldn't be here. And so to see the opportunity to still do what you're known for in a certain way, mm-hmm. but then almost become an avenue to spotlight the community. Mm-hmm. And to really build said community. Yeah, it um, uh, it it's been a, an amazing experience, at least for me, to have the opportunity to highlight parts of our community that normally wouldn't be highlighted. So um, I've got, you know, I've got the ability to handpick uh, stories from around the country. And I say around the country, it's becoming around the world because our 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 sport is changing. We're mm-hmm. becoming international, but we're a North American magazine based on North American yeah. ultra running, um, and that that is always evolving. So um, when I sit down to look at an issue and the content that I have, it's um, it's finding those unique stories around the country and around. You know, I'm starting to go into like Europe and Asia yeah. and it's it's really um, it's just really inspiring every time, every single issue. It's, it's just inspiring to to see what people are doing out there. Isn't so. it interesting too? how many great stories there are out there? Yeah. I mean, yeah, a lot of times it's not the elites. Some elites have fantastic stories, but some of them are the most boring people on planet Earth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's well, true. I- 
I'm going to argue with you because I really, I really do find inspiration in almost every single story that I read. Almost every single story. And it, it really does. It, it, it almost, <laughs> it does. It touches me, um, you know, just to read about somebody's family or the way that they ran their first ultra or their first race that was a 5k and then they you know moved up i mean it really does um when you sit down and you turn the pages of a magazine and you look at the pictures it really does it 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 has an emotional reaction and that's what we aim for in the magazine right but but i will i will point out that almost because i as as a person (laughs) as a person in media for the sport i can tell you that sometimes you never know, right? It's a crapshoot. Right. Sometimes you talk to somebody and you're like, I have got to find a way to make this person entertaining. How can I edit this thing to make right. it sound like this person's not reading a bedtime story? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, and, no, then, totally. and then other times, you don't know what to expect, right? And you right. have kind of an idea and all of a sudden, the floodgates open and you're like, oh my God, this is incredible. Right, right. Yeah, and you know, you only you only have time for, you only have a time to read one side of the story, um, but there's often so much more to it that it it's hard for me as an editor to to say, okay, I have to pick this one over this one, and how what, you know which one do I pick because I've got to choose, mm-hmm. and so um, you know I know that there's more to eat to everyone's story, but. Well, and, and two, what, what you've probably found, yeah, what you've probably found in in media and in your space, it's funny how running podcasts, it almost seems like people aren't aren't going to waste their time on anything less than an hour, right? Like they want something to keep them entertained for a run or something, and so lo- it's it's like longer seems to get better in the world of podcasts. That's not the case in print and digital media, where I'm sure you have seen the article length shrink by by huge numbers where before you were like hey i'm going to need you know 5000 words about this person and now you're like give me 500 because that's all i can keep people entertained for right because our attention spans have gotten shorter when it comes to that space that's that's true yeah uh, we so when it comes to online i'm also the online uh, editor. So yeah. I, I go for short online and then on our pages, we have certain page limits. Um, and so, you know, I give a word count to mm. all of our columnists. Um, and so there's a, there's a limit there. Definitely. It hasn't really gotten shorter, I would say, but it's definitely not. Um, I really make an effort to pick the good ones that are really long, I'll say that. So okay, so yeah, if you, it's if it's long, it's going to be real good. Just know that if it's more yeah. than a couple of pages, there's something right. really good there, uh, and that's going to yeah. be hard too. And I'm sure for you, especially when it comes to people's stories, right? Right. Like I remember, I interviewed a woman. Her name is Karen Sparks. Um, she had an incredible story. I mean, she lost everything. Right. Running. Running brought her out of the deepest depression she lost everything in a horrible way like not like oh hey bank error in your favor you better go live in your car for a month i mean her story is devastating and i couldn't be like hey lady wrap it up we got to get with like her story turned into two hours and 45 minutes of right of of loss and 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 uh you know redemption and finding running for you, you're going to have some of those that are that are gangbusters, right? And you're like, oh, this is I'm just going to let it stay where it's at. But other times, it's got to be hard to say. Oh, I know this person's pouring their soul out to me, but I'm going to need to edit this down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, it's um, we've got these amazing writers on staff who who can tell these beautiful stories, mm-hmm. interview somebody so beautifully. And I, you know, I, I hate to have to edit it back, but it is, it's, it's a matter of getting right to the heart of the story sometimes. And, um, when readers, you know, go through our magazine, I don't want them to, you know, get distracted halfway through just because the, the story is so long right. reading and listening, I think are, are definitely different, but, um, it's, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to miss the core moments of that story. You know, yeah, it's, it's so important. Exactly. You are uniquely qualified to talk about 
where the sport is, where the sport is heading. It was an interesting last half of 2023. 2023 started like any other year in the world of ultra running. Oh, what's Jim Walsey going to do this year? Oh, what's Courtney right. DeWalter going to do this year? Oh, look at what Camille Heron's done this year. Oh, great. And then uh, in the latter part of the year, controversy shri- uh, strikes. And all of the sudden, the sport is thrown in a massive uh, ball of chaos thanks to an organization called UTMB Iron Man. And I'm sure you followed that whole situation with Gary Robbins, UTMB Iron Man, the things that people, some people were screaming from the mountaintops when Iron Man bought UTMB are saying, look, I told you three years ago this was gonna happen. <laughs> now it's happening. For you, how do you view the chaos of the second half of 2023 into 2024? Oh, the chaos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been asked this before and it's um, honestly as an editor, as media of the sport, you know, I have to report on everything. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. As a neutral, you know, uh, entity in the sport. And I've got to I've got to be a neutral voice. Right. Um, So I take everything with a grain of salt. I take it in, I let it go out. Um, so I, I honestly have just continued to watch it evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, we are based mostly on, we, we base most of our content on North America, mm-hmm. um, but we have started to dip our toes into the international scene. And with that comes UTMB um, and UTMB races. Right. So I can't, say that it hasn't it definitely didn't surprise me um but it's it's evolving and i have had some great conversations with some very um knowledgeable people athletes and race organizers and i know that things are continuing to evolve and so i'm just gonna watch and see what happens um I'm very, <laughs> very observant and yeah. I like to listen and I like to learn and I don't like to form an opinion until I really know, um, you know, what's, what's, what the heart of the, the, the situation is. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So, well, you're yeah. in a rock and all, you're between a rock and a hard place. If we're we're being perfectly honest, because you are supposed to be a voice and representation for the sport, right? You're supposed to be a place where people can express themselves and they can learn about the sport and report what's important to the sport. You're ultra running magazine for crying out loud, right? Like you are, uh, you know, an authority in, in a lot of things, ultra running. It has to be hard for you, especially when so many people are screaming in the community to say like, well, hold on. We're not taking sides here. If we start taking sides, that takes us down a a different path. That had to have been an interesting process for you because honestly, you're the editor in chief. You have bosses, of course, but you could have said, I need three stories about why UTMB Ironman is horrible. That's where our next, our next, our next issue is going to be about UTMB Ironman ruining the sport. That's will be the headline. But you had to make a decision. I'm sure it wasn't easy to say, like, listen, I know people are screaming and there's a lot of excitement, but we need to stay and remember our vision and stay impartial and wait for the facts and not go off on a tangent. Right. Well, as you know, this is the day and age of knee jerk reactions mm-hmm. and information travels so fast now. Um, I feel fortunate that I get to sit behind a computer and type out an issue and it doesn't come out for another month, <laughs> month and a half. <laughs> right, right. Um, 
So it, you know, it is, it's, it's, I can't uh, respond to those knee jerk reactions. It has to be well thought out. It has to be kept. I mean, I have to, I have to process everything. And once I process everything, you know, as a team, we make these decisions Mm -hmm. and it's gotta be very well researched. But again, you know, as a magazine, we're not necessarily reporting on the drama that's going on minute to minute. So, right. um, so yeah, it's it's definitely a, a rock and a hard place for sure. Right, because <laughs> but you, I think that we've managed it pretty well so far. So I think so too. And and I don't know if you, you, you I'm sure you have when they had when um, when Killian and Zach Miller sent that email out that got to everybody, right? Yeah, and then. How interesting that they had that meeting with UTMB Iron Man and they were able to air some things out. I don't know about you, Amy, but I remember when UTMB Iron Man released the statement after they had had their meeting with Killian and Zach. As a person who has been involved with advertising and branding, <laughs> I read that. And after I was done reading that, I was like, I just read 1,500 words. And I don't think a single thing was said. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can be honest with you. I saw that was released and I did not read the whole thing because I knew exactly the same thing. There wasn't going to be anything that was, it was a conversation. There was nothing that was going to (laughs) be resolved in a conversation with a letter. I mean, it, 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 for me, I can, I'm pretty good at sensing, like, as you probably are as well, pretty good at sensing a marketing, you know, uh, PR kind of flash in the pan type of thing. <laughs> right. Like that was that was written by a group of people who were told yeah. like make sure you say these words and these phrases but also don't commit to anything and let's <laughs> yeah, exactly. and, and 10 people had to sign off on that before it was released like oh and I, they made edits and changes and cut words out and all that stuff. Like if there ever was a document written by committee by a group of people who were like, say something, but don't say something. That was that document. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty anxious because uh, Zach actually is, he travels uh, and sometimes he spends time in my hometown of Bend, Oregon. Yeah. And I think he's back here now. So I'm, I've run into him before on the trails. So I'm anxious to, to, to say hi again if I run into him and see, see how he's feeling right now. I'm sure he's, you know, just running. That's all he does. But I'd love to hear his thoughts like, Hey, Zach, did that make any sense to you? <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I, I really do think we're going to see a, sh- a shift, and I don't know if it's going to be a good shift or a mm-hmm. um, good or bad, or it might even be, you know, just not anything yeah. um, with the UTMB PR. Uh, I really think it's going to, we're going to see something a little different this year. I, I, I haven't put my finger on it yet, but it's going to change. So I think you're I think you're right, um, because what they're doing, I think someone's losing their job. I think, you know, they're going to hire, bring some new PR people in and be like, well, well, that wasn't handled great last year. You know, we we need to find some new some new PR folks. Um, But I think you're absolutely right. The thing that for me and I I talked about this on other podcasts, you know, people are screaming for change. Right. What worries me is they have enough money to wait out our outrage and move because we exactly everybody moves yep. on real quick right yep. real real upset for about three months and then after three months we're like oh did you see that sweet race that they're doing i signed up <laughs> oh i got in on the lottery that's great and then my worry is is that this podcast right here in this section of this podcast if someone's listening to this and let's just say it's late 2024 they're gonna be like what are they talking about like you completely forgot about it all right. and, and Iron Man's like, ah, it didn't cost us as much as we thought to wait out this controversy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that things are going to shift and, um, you know, people are going to right. the the money that they have to extend their presence and move past all the things and all the, you know, backlash they're getting right now. I mean, it, it, it could go on for a long time. So, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll be curious to see what happens this year. So I've already gotten a, a pretty good taste for some of the media and PR that's coming up. So yeah, it, there's going to be a change. Spoiler alert. 
You 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 do you want to give any? We have to wait to read it in the magazine or? No, no. I, I I'm just um, being in contact with some of their uh, folks. It's it's definitely uh, I've seen a bigger push um, on the PR side of things and the gotcha. media side of things. So yeah. I, I know that if you take what UTMB is that that race right the the thou the, the hundreds of people that run that every year. I mean, it's a big starting field right and i there's not many races that in the united states that can match the starting field of utmb i know that the heiner uh trail challenge in pennsylvania they get something like 1300 people at the starting line which is which is crazy and incredible and i think it's a testament to the not only the race director but the incredible race that 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 heiner is um but do you think that more of that you know, because I, I think the goal is anywhere they can put on a race of that size and that style. And you can a lot of ski resorts would would be able to make that happen mm-hmm. if that's where the sport is going. And right. we're going to see a lot of bigger events with a starting field of 1,500 people or 2,000 people. Does the sport lose some of its charm? Do we lose some of our identity if we're no longer this? It's 300 people. Oh, and hey, look, there's the the top person in this. Oh, look, there's Courtney right there. She's getting out of her Subaru right now. Oh, hi, <laughs> how are you? Like, do, do we lose some of our soul and what makes us ultra running if the sport shifts to these massive big events? Well, you know, I, that's a good question. Um, I don't necessarily feel like bigger is going to happen. First mm-hmm. of all, I ran uh, Havelina in 2022, mm-hmm. and that was probably the biggest ultra uh, as size that I've done. Um, and I didn't feel like there was a shift in the feel of the um, the event at all. I felt like it was still. I mean, you know, there was some. There were some new young ultra runners that definitely weren't it you know it wasn't as conversational when you're out on the trail talking to people and stuff but i still felt that camaraderie and that that community feel um at javelina and that was probably a what a thousand a thousand yeah i don't think in the north america i don't think we're going to see that size grow much bigger Mm. than a thousand just because of the permitting system and our trails and um you know uh the allowance of of events on specific trails so i don't think that that's going to grow um as far as numbers in ultra running and ultra running races i it's going to take a while to get there i'll just say that yeah yeah I, I you know people get excited about running in specific places um whether there's a thousand to three thousand people there with them um I don't know if that makes it any less exciting or not. I do worry, so. and you're the and you're another great person to ask this question to because of your background. I do worry marketing can be great, <laughs> but sometimes it can't be, and it's not. Right. It's it sometimes it can do some serious damage. Damage um, yes, for sure. I mean, think about it. Marketing is responsible for the fact that we have people beating each other up at Target. Over a Stanley Cup. Stanley. <laughs> I heard that one. <laughs> right. The brand that might, you know, the thermos that your dad carried to work every day and had his coffee in it is now making cups and people are beating each other up over it at Target because marketing has convinced them that they need a $45, oh, they need multiple $45 insulated water cups of all different colors. That's the power of marketing. It is mom and pop races, you know, race directors that have other jobs and do this for the love of the community and put on these really fantastic community inspired races. Right. That give back to the community. They don't have the marketing budget that the big companies do. They're not going to tell anybody to buy a Stanley Cup. It's the big ones that are going to be able to say, like, you know what you need in your life? You need a $800 entry fee for a 50K and you need to yeah. run over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to come back to my first ultra. 
uh, McDonald Forest. It was, it was, it's still around mm-hmm. and I'm still, I'm going to do it this year for my 10th anniversary uh, of my first ultra, but um, it is small. It is tough and it is put on by a community. And so um, you've got big ultras or I shouldn't say big, you've got ultras that are put on by brands essentially because they're getting the money to put it on. And then you've got mom and pop ultras where people go because they feel like they're at home. They feel like they're with their family. And so whether or not you want to go to the branded ultra and feel like I ran that, I did it, I don't have to do it again. Or you can go to the mom and pop and go back year after year and say, I enjoy this every single year. I'm going to keep going back. And yeah. that's what's going to sustain that race. So I feel like there's there's a there's a happy medium. I, I'm not as familiar with the desire of new new ultra runners. If they they just want to run it and be done or if they want to continue to um, find a community that they belong in. You know? Yeah. Fingers crossed they want to find that community because that's the yeah, best. I think crossed, that's, yeah. For me, I think it's the best thing for the sport. If the community yeah. aspect is lost, we're just basically roadrunners with beards. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, it, it. Speaking for, you know, from personal experience, it's why I stayed with ultra running. I love the people. I felt like I found my my people. So um, I just can only hope that people continue to feel that way when yeah. they go to an ultra. So shifting gears for a second, Amy. Um, and I want you to be honest. You can round it up. I'm not going to ask you for an exact number. Okay. I want you to round up how many emails you get every single year when the ultra runners of the year is announced and so-and-so is not on it. How many emails, how many angry, well, not angry, but emails that think you're wrong do you see in your inbox each year <laughs> when it comes to the ultra runner of the year? Okay. Well, number one, people don't complain via email anymore. So I only get a few. I get like a handful. Like, why wasn't so and so on the list? Why wasn't so and so on the list? So I only get a handful. Okay. I, I'm not the social media manager, so I don't get to respond to any of those. Those. Oh, so basically, what you're saying is you're you're incredibly grateful for Mark Zuckerberg because Mark yes. has given us the venue where people can express their frustration. And you pay you pay someone to handle that. That's someone else's department, and you are shielded from the. What the heck? How can you call yourself an ultra running magazine if you don't have so and so on the list? Exactly. That's exactly it. Hundred <laughs> percent. Don't have to worry about it. Thank, Don't have to worry about it. Thank God for social media, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> because people will will think before they send an email. People won't think before they post on on a post. That is so true. Yeah. You're right, because when you send an email, you type it out, you look at it because you're like, mm, there's any grammatical errors there. Maybe I could shorten this and do that and move this around. But you're right, when for whatever reason, a social media post does not get the same evaluation and consideration that an email does. It's just, ah, bam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, um, I, I actually, re- there was one specific one I received this year and I thought it was angry, but then I responded right away and said, this is the reason, you know, boom, send it back. And, and the person responded, I was like, oh, great. Thanks. I'm a big fan of the magazine. So, you know, they can be interpreted definitely, definitely, you know, in your own way. It, it's, uh, I was grateful that I, you know, it wasn't an angry email apparently, but. Right. Yeah. And I'm sure that when you responded to it and then you saw the boop. The reply pop up, you're like, oh, I don't have time to explain this again. And they're like, oh, that's great. Thank you for explaining it to me. Yeah, exactly. Have a great weekend. I love the magazine. You're like, well, that turned out better than I thought. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) What for people that. Yeah, every year it's it's fun and um, I enjoy communicating with people who don't normally, you know, pay attention to our online presence. And um, Ultra of the Years is taken by some people as great. It's, you know, controversial for a lot of people and some people just hate it. So we just kind of try to <laughs> have you have, the... <laughs> have you reached out to someone and said, like, hey, you've made our list. You're in the top 10 ultra runners of the year. 
and you get like a, I'm not giving you my bank account number. Is this a scam? <laughs> no, we keep that all to ourselves until, uh, yeah, until it's announced. So nobody really knows. It's it's all secret. Okay. So, um, yeah. Do the recipients get anything? Do they? Do you go to like the Goodwill and grab some old bowling trophies and take off the plaque and put Ultra Runner of the Year on there? I know we totally should, right? Yeah. Um, no. <laughs> no. In fact, somebody suggested it one year, and I thought that was a great idea. But I swear, every year it, it falls down on us, and it just becomes this huge project. And it's during the holidays as well. And so it becomes like, okay, let's have a Christmas dinner. Oh, I got to, you know, I got to work on the alternative of the year stuff. And it just becomes a, a big, huge thing that I, we're a small team. So I need to, I need to throw that back yeah. to the team and say, we need to do something for them. Here's This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Here's my, here's my idea. And you can okay. you can smile and go, that's a great idea, Ryan. And then when we hang up, go, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's okay. <laughs> One of the things I noticed a trend in when it comes to cross country, my son is a college cross country runner, is that some meets, certain places get t-shirts. Like t-shirts are a big thing. Like you want to get a t-shirt at certain meets. Now, I'm not saying you go out and get a bunch of your Hanes big and beefy shirts and you know but maybe like a maybe like a nice jersey or something oh, yeah. you know because okay. like for yeah. like for like strolling gym laz has if you finish a certain time you get a gold blue gold yep. or 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 a red maybe 10 only 10 there's only 10 ultra runner of the year jerseys made and like only the people that get on the list get these shirts and you can't buy them you can't you, you know you can't like go to the ultra the ultra running uh, right. magazine.com and get your own replica version of it right. but right. only those 10 would have it and make it like this prestigious shirt i like it no i like that idea that's awesome i think that's perfect um it's it saves you know our uh our time and and energy of kind of creating a trophy just do a t-shirt i think i think that's great and then you could sell shirts online that say not ultra magazine ultra, ultra runner of the year <laughs> <laughs> and the rest that's of us could, could buy that's those your that's your marketing your marketing brain at work i love it because I I, i'll tell you what i'd buy the shit out of that shirt <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i love it no not, that's perfect not in the top 10 you know that'd not be in the top 10 nice yeah. all the way around um what is the, the process for that because i think some people are confused i think some people think that amy sits there in her garage and has a chicken that just goes over with all these different names and just pecks a name. Oh, that's number yeah. 10. What is the process that, that for that? Would, that would make it so much easier, <laughs> really. <laughs> um, no, it, you know, for what, 43 years, I guess now. Mm -hmm. I, I was I was mistaken when I was talking to Jim Walmsley about how long it had been going on. I think it's actually, we did have an alternative of the year in 1981, which is yeah. when the magazine first started. Um, and so it has been going on for 42 years, 43 years. Um, As someone born in 1978, don't say that again. It makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a little little bit older than you, so it's all right. Yeah, 76, 78, those are good years. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have this great person, John, Tropical John Medinger, who... Oh, trop I love uh, Tropical John. He's the best. Yeah, he, he used is. to be our publisher, so mm -hmm. he's just kind of kept this little job for himself. Um, he curates all of the results for the year and puts it on a spreadsheet. Uh, for all the voters mm -hmm. and we have 40-ish voters who are are kind of you know media slash race directors slash elite athletes who are very involved in the sport mm -hmm. so everyone who is knowledgeable about stats and whatnot um, gets this ballot 
we have about 10 days to vote um, for the top 10 men and women. And uh, he curates the results and that's how it's, that's how it's done. Okay. Um, Can you, can you speak to the rumor? And I saw this online that the only reason one athlete got onto the list a couple of years ago was because they found a great Hawaiian shirt for tropical John. Is there any merit to you can, you can, you can Hawaiian shirt your way onto the list? I have no idea if that was was even a thing, <laughs> but I doubt it. <laughs> well, I mean, you can make the ballot, but that doesn't mean you're going to win, you know, often, so. Okay. Um, maybe that's the direction you take on those shirts. You know, the, the, go, the winning jersey. Shirts, yeah. Like a nice yeah. little Hawaiian thing. Because they have yeah. those. Rabbit makes those, those uh, snap-up running dress shirts. Oh yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. They're, I have two of them. They're fantastic. I do feel like an idiot running with that through my neighborhood. Like my neighbors must go, like, "What? The, is he going to church? What? What the hell is he? The hell is he wearing that for?" He running exactly. But you could start. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe these shirts are the Hawaiian oh. shirt version of of that. I like it. No, that's great. Okay, nobody listens, so we're going to take this idea of Ryan and make it our own. <laughs> we'll all, give you 10%. <laughs> all I ask, all I ask, like, listen, I've come up with other ideas, and I've, I've, I've been involved for one year, and then they kick me out. All I ask is, if you decide to go the Hawaiian shirt route, just send me one. Not the one that okay. says, like, you're a part of it. Right. Just, just one. I, I'm a large and just that's that's all I ask. And you don't even have to give me okay. any credit. We can be between us. You know, just you go right. with it. Go with it. Okay. Cheers. Guarantee it. Yep. I love it. That's great. What oh, can we so expect, awesome. Amy, uh, moving forward this year? What have you got planned for us when it comes to Ultra Running Magazine? Um, well, we, we are just working on March issue. So we're already into March. Um, and I think you guys, you know, readers can expect more of more of the beautiful photography, if not, um, you know, more intense uh, race coverage. And we've got some new columnists that we just are introducing in this March issue. So Maggie Guterell, who is, oh yeah, um, she's a she works for Tailwind and yeah. she's a great athlete. She's I love awesome. Maggie. She's fantastic. She is fantastic, and she's going to be answering um, your questions. So anybody who has questions for Maggie can email me or um, answer one of her posts because yeah. she's been asking for questions to answer. Um, we've got uh, Max King, who is going to write for us this year as a columnist. As nice. Well. Um, yeah, we've got some, we've just got some fun energy that's going to take our magazine kind of to hopefully the next level as far as advice and inspiration so yeah yeah very cool exciting to see that i think max is a interesting character and maggie's fantastic so i think it's going to add some interesting voices uh to the magazine yeah no we're excited um you know we always try to to boost the level of enthusiasm in our um content and as well as the visual side of things so we're we're working on it yeah just wait till you hand out those hawaiian shirts next year for the ultra of the year (laughs) yeah i love it it'll be great (laughs) (laughs) um for you now i know it's not easy you're so involved in the sport day in and day out. It's your it's your job. You're the editor in chief of Ultra Running Magazine. You know yeah. what are you looking forward to personally in your running world for 2024? Me personally, um, I have signed up for San Diego 100, which I say that with uh, with all passion because I absolutely am so excited to run this race. Um, my world right now is coaching basketball so my daughter's basketball team uh you got roped into coaching basketball yeah she's an eighth (laughs) grader and uh so we're in the midst of coaching of playing basketball right now but it's it's uh you know i wouldn't give it up for the world i absolutely love it so um so that maybe a little little few races in between the hundreds and uh yeah we'll see i'm i'm back to it i felt like i had a bit of a a low last year so i needed a break so i got It, it isn't it weird being in the media? You feel like you have to maintain a certain level 
of it or else you're some kind of phony. Um, and yep. so some years are better than us. I think last year was probably my worst year in all training ever. I just was injured really? all the I was I was injured all the time. I had just been so busy with work and all that stuff where I'm just like, I God, I, I feel like a total phony because I had my worst just year running. I had my worst my worst running year last year in over a decade, just period really? of wow. constant wow. injuries and all that stuff. So, but yeah, but it's always, it all, you can always come back to it. It's not like you have to, of course. you know. It never goes away. Exactly. Are you running anything this year? Ryan? I'm doing the Indiana Trail 100. I'm excited about that. Indiana Trail 100. Oh my gosh. Okay, I see an opportunity here because I've never heard of this race. You've, so I need okay. to know more. Yeah, so I'll, I'll write you up a little something. Um, that would be great. You know, send that yeah. to you. There's also, I got to. it? Um, it's in October and I'm going to do in okay. April, I'm going to do the Grind at the Grid again. That's one of those backyard ultras that is done by a friend okay. of mine. Um, so I, I, those are those are so much fun. And I'm sure yeah. that has to be something that you, has been on your radar a little bit more like how does Ultra Running Magazine cover the phenomenon that is this backyard ultra thing it's amazing there's been so many uh so many race reports that have popped up our way i you know a lot of our photographers consistently submit to us and i've seen so many come in i'm like where is this race and why i mean they're all brand new they all start but they look like a blast so um so i i definitely you know keep my eye out for all of them because it's it's so much fun to watch because people people fly, seem to flock to them. So, yeah. It's an interesting concept. And I think it's because, you know, there's some people that are going to go. They're there because they want to just go until there's only one person standing. And there's other right. people that are going like, eh, I'll get 50 miles and then I'm drinking, you know, and they're, yeah. and they're just going to sit on their on their you know recliner, their their fancy you know, rocking chair caught and just watch the action every hour. The action's right in front of you, which I think is what maybe is different about that. And it's probably easier to cover. You think about the the world of media now where we're streaming everything. It's hard to stream a race that is along a hundred miles through the wilderness. Right. But if it's the start and if, if, if you're starting and stopping at the same spot every single hour on the hour, it's a heck of a lot easier to cover that. Definitely, definitely. Um, we uh, we have a good feature in the February issue, which should be hitting mailboxes um, today or tomorrow or mm-hmm. at some point soon. Um, Howie Stern, who's one of our beloved photographers, he was at Biggs this last October, yeah. and his um, his <laughs> you know we all saw what Harvey Lewis did, mm-hmm. um, but his. You know, job there was to take photos and he took some incredible photos but his talking to him afterwards about his experience was you know you kind of wonder i think it i think it changed him really <laughs> because i think yeah I, I really think that um he saw he was he was in one place you know he didn't get to leave for whatever four days um and it was i think it was a little hard for him because he's used to going out in the woods and taking yeah. photos everywhere but he had to stay in one spot for extended period of time so yeah it's the features in our in our february issue and it's it's really incredible the photos are amazing i know it's not in your feature but it's got to be weird for howie to be at someone's house biggs is at someone's (laughs) house yeah it's like someone's house right at somehow at some point you go hey laz can i use the bathroom like like, like, (laughs) (laughs) there's no other race like i'm sorry but western states does not start at craig thornley's house and you're not (laughs) like hey craig can i use the bathroom (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's it's completely different but you have to you have to know though that, that it's so so perfect because laz and his wife sandra are so welcoming and so wonderful um it totally you know fits it just fits laz so yeah it might seem weird but i don't think yeah. it's weird to laz so yeah i think we but i think i just came with another great idea though i think there needs to be a backyard ultra that starts and ends at Craig Thornley's house because <laughs> Auburn needs one I mean, Auburn, yeah, Auburn needs another race <laughs> or Tropical John's can you imagine well, the tropical backyard I know right yeah he's actually moving uh, I believe this month so that, that might be a, a new thing it might be something we have to talk to him about. Okay. So I think that may be. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Um, Could be in the books. Yeah, I think that's that's a win. All boy, good ideas all the way around. This was know, right? this was less of a podcast, more of a brainstorming <laughs> session. That's, I love it. <laughs> 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 Amy Clark, editor of Ultra Running Magazine, uh, Ultra Running Magazine. If you're not a subscriber to it, 
get it. Um, follow them online on socials. And when you pay for the magazine, just know if you're not happy with who gets picked for next year's Ultimate of the Year, if you have a subscription, your comments go straight to someone important. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks for coming Perfect. on, Amy. Thanks, Ray, for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs>